0: challenging men to be great men Welcome to the Great Man podcast with your host New York Times best-selling author Stephen Mansfield Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to tell you about something I once did regarding my father That I want to urge you to do. I'm recording this podcast about five weeks before Father's Day in 2018, and I want you to consider doing what I did regarding your father or the father figure in your life. I've described my father before, and I I don't mind doing it again. My father was a good man. He was a decorated war hero. He was a high-ranking army officer. We lived all over the world um he was not an abusive man he he did not drink and beat us he was not harsh um he was an honorable man uh, I, I think i've said before in this podcast he uh did a lot in military intelligence so much of what he did in his profession i couldn't really uh he couldn't really talk about and so i can't really recount much of it um it wasn't until he died for example that we learned that he had served in certain parts of the world we didn't even know he'd been in um he was military intelligence he served as the G2 in berlin during my teen years he had fought in vietnam he had served in iran um he was a he was a just a fine army officer of that era the, the problem with my father was, for whatever reason, he was, and he said this himself late in his life, he was incapable of showing his emotions. He was in, pretty much incapable of showing affection. He got better as he got older, but he was not the kind of man who was going to tell me constantly that he loved me and he was proud of me. He was not the kind of man who would put his arm around me and tell me, you know, how he felt about me. Um, he was not going to come into my room at night and say, I'm sorry you're having a tough time with his teacher at school or, you know, that you struck out five times in the game or whatever, you know um, he was demanding. He was an army officer. He was a drill sergeant on stun, even though he wasn't a sergeant he was a full Colonel, but he was a good man. And, um, we never feared him coming into our bedrooms at night and doing some of the nasty things that men are sometimes, you know, we hear stories about men doing, he didn't drink and beat any of us. He didn't, he wasn't, he was faithful to my mother, uh, the whole time that I was living at home anyway. Um, but my my father just simply couldn't express emotion. And when I got to my thirties, uh, I realized that I wanted to say some things to him and I wanted to have at least half of an exchange with him that I knew he could never prompt himself. Uh, my, I, my father would never be able to engage in a deep level of, of, of emotional discussion or talk about how we felt about each other. So I did something that I think made a huge difference. Um, I decided to write my father a letter and I wrote him a letter and I told him that I I I understood that we were not close as some fathers and sons are, that you know, we weren't ever gonna be fishing buddies, so to speak, you know, that we didn't go on the long hunts, you know, that that kind of thing. But I, I told him that I was proud to be his son and that I um and I began to tell him all the reasons why. I told him that he was a good man, that he was a a model to me in so many things about honor and devotion. Uh, There had been moments in his career where he had risked, not just on the battlefield, though he was a war hero and had saved many lives. He also took a stand in the military regarding race. Um, And he had to defy his own family, by the way, in some of those issues. I I come on his side of the family from a long line of racists, um, some even in the KKK. And my father took a stand against all of that, not only in his family, but also in Uh, in in the military and was actually uh, commended for it. Um, So I talked about those things. I talked about the fact that he was home every night. I talked about the fact that uh, we never lacked for anything. I talked about the fact that Christmases and Easter's and birthdays were just lavish experiences and on on an army officer's salary, which was, you know, fine, but not, he wasn't, they weren't just flush all the time. Um, And I talked about what, what he had meant to me and uh, I, I just i honored everything i could um, i didn't overdo it i didn't say hey you're the best father on the planet i didn't say hey i never have longed for more um you know i was honest i, I again i didn't take that as opportunity to, to spank him for anything that was that was not there as a father uh, in his in his treatment of me but mainly i just said look i you know, we're not going to be that kind of father son. And I know that, but I want you to know that I love you and I respect you and that you've been a positive influence in my life. And that much of what I do today is because of your influence. Well, he wrote back later, a letter said he'd been in tears said it meant, meant everything to him, uh, said that he knew he was unable, incapable of showing his emotions, but was grateful that his son was able to see beyond that. Uh, it was a real moment for us. And by the way, it did not happen in purpose in person. Uh, we never did discuss it. <laughs> you know, with my father, you just weren't going to write an emotional letter and then walk in the living room You know, two weeks later uh, at his house down in Columbus, Georgia, and, uh, and have him bring that up. He didn't want the emotions to surface, but that was fine. I, I knew him by that point, and I wasn't trying to force it. What's important uh, is that I honored him in a way that was appropriate, that I let him know he was not a failure as a father, that I uh, drew upon everything that I could uh, in honoring him, in, in blessing him, to use spiritual language, to, um, in, in commending him for the good things in him about as a father and I got to tell you two things happened not only did it um have an effect on our relationship again not that we could discuss those things imperfect but he was more affectionate from that point on he was more uh, he was warmer around me um he he was more uh just I think softer gentler I think those words really had touched him. But it also did something for me. My father is dead now, and I am so grateful that I said those things to him, that I commended him, that I honored him, uh, that I loved him, and that I told him that my life was an extension of his life. You know, one one of the scenes in history that I really love uh, is that when Winston Churchill's father died, uh, Churchill wrote that he wanted to be an extension of his father's legacy. Well, what's tender about that is that his father was horrible. His father never visited Winston, spoke of him as being a failure, was embarrassed by him. But Churchill decided when his famous statesman father died that he wasn't gonna look at the negatives. He wasn't gonna look at the the, the curses, the negative words spoken, the the distance, the betrayals, the fact that his father wouldn't even visit him when he was... Uh, in, In a private school, the British call it public school, but in a private school for years and years and years, his father never even visited him, even though Churchill wrote constant letters home begging his father to visit. But despite all of that negative treatment, Winston said, I'm going to live out his unfinished legacy, and did, and his political career he always saw as an extension of his father's political career. Well, that's amazing because he could have just cursed the man and hated him and been deformed by bitterness and, and never wanted to talk about the man and written books about how terrible he was. Well, I learned from that and this, that's a lot of what guided me to do what I did with my father and it changed me. And even though I'm not in the military and, and don't serve in that regard, I do a lot in public policy. I do a lot internationally. I work uh, in 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 racially charged areas, I, I t- told that story before. I'm very, very much an advocate for certain ethnicities, and and um, really really live the very opposite of my negative family heritage regarding race. Um, and and all of that is an extension of my father's legacy. So there was something sparked between us, but but perhaps more important than that, uh, there was something ignited in my soul that I continue to live out to this day. So. You know, one of, the, one of the Ten Commandments in Scripture is that we honor our fathers and our mothers. And I know for many men, it's hard for you to honor your father. But I want to tell you that if you'll take some time here in these next few weeks, and that's why I'm doing this so far ahead of Father's Day this year, is I want you to ponder your father. I want you to ponder uh, what you can honor of his legacy, now for some of you your fathers have departed and I'm I'm sorry that 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 you've lost them like I have um at the very least think through what you could honor about them and say it out loud to someone say it to your mother say it to a brother say it to a friend just just acknowledge it i think it'll still have an effect in your soul but if your fathers living even if he's not, hasn't been a great father. Even if there's been, you know, much that was negative, there's something you can honor. I have a friend who has a father who's been in prison his whole life. My friend's entire life, his father's been in prison, and so pretty much all he knew was the criminal side of his father. But his father um, did things uh, in prison to earn money so he could send his children certain things on Christmas and Easter, and and and. Showed a recognition first of all of those holy days, but also showed a, a generosity. And when I talked to my friend about this, when he brought it up, I said, "Well, you you need to you need to build on that, man. Your father here is, you know, earning prison wages and and doing something so he can send some have some candy sent um, to his children on those two holy days. He's recognizing the holy days. He's showing generosity. He's showing some care. Build on that." And my friend has built a, an entire legacy of generosity based on that, that he sees his father as inspiring. In fact, he's actually named some of his programs after his father, who is still in prison. My point is, even if you have to really kind of you know, filter through the dunghill, there are diamonds there. There's something good there you can build on. And for some of you, you have many things to build on. What we don't want is to live out a bitter legacy. What we don't want is to somehow see our father's influence in our life as negative, nor do we want if our father's influence in our life um, is positive to let that go unacknowledged. Some of you got such great relationships with your fathers um, and they're, they're just so outgoing and so warm and emotional. You, you don't have to tell them much that uh, what you think of them or how, how grateful you are, but it's important that you do. So this Father's Day, in addition to whatever gifts you're giving, in addition to whatever dinners you're going to be taking them out for, uh, in addition to whatever else you're going to be doing, I urge you in a letter, an email, and a phone call, face-to-face is preferable, but I know not every man can do that. Tell your fathers how you, how you honor them, what contribution has been made in your heart, um, what, what's taken up residence uh, in your life from their influence and their example to you. I think it will change your relationship with your father. But I got to tell you, frankly, that's not even the primary thing I'm going after. I'm going after something in your heart that you need to honor the good done to you. And you need to have that ignited and lived out. And by the way, I believe there's a spiritual principle we give, we receive as we, as we give, if you'll honor your father, I believe that then you'll turn and the next generation then will, I think, be more, uh, more able to honor you. I think there's an honor cycle that happens in our lives. So honor your father this Father's Day. Of course, you honor your mother. We know that. But for most of us, that's easy. Thanks, mom. You're great. You're a great cook. You were always there. You taught us in school, etc. That, that's easy for men. But honoring your father, a little tougher. Do it. Do it well. Do it fully. Don't fake it. Don't lie. Don't exaggerate. No, no father's the greatest father on the planet but find the things you can honor and honor them and let that sense of honor live in your life. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.